Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com and by AMS Travel Sales. AMS Travel Sales is proud to offer hosted geocaching tours and cruises. Join us as we hunt for geocaches on our travel adventures. And by JP's Geodesigns. JP's Geodesigns is one of the world's leading designers of geocoins. Contact them and get your next awesome geocoin design done. Check out their store and their website at jpsgeodesigns.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for the Podcast of Hope 2018, hour number one. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this special holiday show. This year, the Podcast of Hope selected St. Jude's again for the third year as its charity. St. Jude's Life saving mission of finding cures for children battling cancer and other life-threatening diseases. We need your help to reach our fundraising goal of $3,000 before the end of the special eight-hour all-star podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the giving part of it, head on over to our event page. Uh, actually, head on over to our, our um, front page of the website, Geocache Talk. Dot com, But we also have uh, the link. It'll be in the show notes for later, but if you just want to go over there, it's pretty simple. It is events, plural, dot St. Jude dot org forward slash geo podcast of hope 2018. I'm putting so, it in the chat room right now. Thank you, sir, very much. And we want to start off. We've done this. This is our third year to do this. And uh, we'll get into the show topic here in a couple of minutes. But first, we want to talk to Christy. This is, again, uh, we have her on always at the beginning of Podcast of Hope. Because uh, as much as this podcast means to us, it means something special to Christy and the whole Lunsford family. So, Christy, I guess let's just start and kind of tell us uh, why is it special for you guys? And I'll move out and let the CFO take over. (laughs) (laughs) Lean over. The transition. Um, Yeah, St. Jude is a special place for us. Um, As all of you guys know, it's headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where we used to live. And I was fortunate and honored enough to have worked for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital um, for about four years before we moved to Colorado. I would probably still be working there now if we had not moved to Colorado. (laughs) Right. Right. 
it again, and I say it was an honor to work there because it truly was. It's one of the most amazing places I've ever worked. Um, not simply because they treated their employees very, very well, but um, primarily just because of the good work that they did every single day yeah. um, at the hospital. It really is just an amazing place. I have people tell me all the time, oh my gosh, you worked at St. Jude. It must've been so sad there. And it's not at all. Oh, it's really great. a place of hope for a lot of, for every family that walks through the door. And it's also a hospital that um, is is owned, if you will, by the kids that are there. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a hospital. It's, it doesn't belong to the adults. Um, they get to, the hospital has a goal of trying to let these children who have these catastrophic diseases live the most normal life they can right. whilst going treatment. Um, so, you know, it's not uncommon to see little kiddos riding tricycles through the halls in the hospital or getting pulled along in red wagons or mm -hmm. the, um, you know, just some of the amazing events that St. Jude puts on for the patients that are there. But in addition to that, the research that they do and the treatment that they provide um, which is what your dollars go for right. is just, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, one of my favorite uh, or one of the most amazing statistics that I always um, uh, cite is that in 1962, mm -hmm. um, the survival rate for the most common pediatric cancer, which is a form of leukemia, ALL, the survival rate was only 4%. Ugh. Now, wow. due to a lot of the research, and not only St. Jude, um, lots of pediatric children's um, cancer hospitals do the same, but due to that research, the survival rate now is 94%. Wow. Um, and really, that's a short amount of time when we're mm -hmm. talking about going from four to 94. That's that's amazing. It is. Um, and again, it's all because of the money that good folks like you guys donate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I remember when you first told me I was kind of blown away by you know, because you, you think about just what you envision about what they're doing. And then you were telling me, like, they'll throw parties for their sister, like who doesn't have cancer because yep. they're they're so they 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 really think about the whole family. I mean, obviously, they're f completely focused on pediatric cancer, but they're they want they, they think about this child would want you know, their brother to have a party, you know, and not get overlooked because all mm -hmm. the focus is on her. You know what I mean? There's little things that they do that I you just don't think about. They look at taking care of the family as a whole, which is great. And, you know, it's not just pediatric cancer that they treat. At right. St. Um, it's any catastrophic yeah. disease um, that could afflict a child. For instance, when I worked there, I didn't work with cancer patients. I worked mm -hmm. in the hematology clinic where we treated patients with hematological diseases like um, mm -hmm. hemophilia, sickle cell disease. You have to use smaller words. Basically blood disorders. Um, yeah. They also do lots of research for um, uh, lots of HIV and AIDS research. Right. Mm -hmm. We had a flu clinic there where they were doing research on the flu, um, yeah. trying to prevent, you know, children who are immunocompromised like cancer patients or sickle cell patients. Um, yeah you know, and trying to prevent them from, um, you know, contracting other diseases that could be very, you know, something simple for us, like the flu could be very deadly for them. So right. they, they actually do treat um, more than just, just cancer while they're, while they're there. Yep. And you talking about the, um, the uh, sibling, the sibling parties, that was yeah. one of the best events there. It was called <laughs> Star Sibling Day. So we actually would honor the siblings of the patients there because as, as you know, I mean, with, 
if your child gets diagnosed with one of these horribly um, catastrophic diseases, your world stops right. and all the focus is on that one child. So sometimes a lot of the other kids um, do get forgotten and, and not by any fault of the parent. I mean, that's right. Just, it's just devastating. Yeah. yeah. So we would roll out a red carpet and let the siblings of the patients march down this red carpet and throw a big party for them. And it was, it was just a wonderful event and something again to include the entire family. Something we're going to do also during all the different hours is we'll kind of mention how much it costs to do some of these things because, and these are kind of older numbers, but I think they're still probably pretty, pretty appropriate. But, um, you know, and many people have probably heard the commercials where they talk about how, you know, uh, the, the patient never gets a bill because they want the people to focus on getting better. And, and so, you know what, that's probably one, when people find out I used to work there, that's probably one of the most common questions I get. Do patients really not have to pay? And it's true. Patients really do not have to pay. Um, that, again, when you're with your child and you're fighting this disease and you're fighting for their life, that's a lot. That's the last thing you need to worry about is how right. in the world I'm going to pay for this. And that is one of the most wonderful things about St. Jude is that they make it possible. They go out and they work really hard to get donations from great people like everybody out there listening today. Right. So that those parents don't have to worry about that. They can just focus on getting their child well and getting yeah. them better. Absolutely. You know, and, and there's so many different things and we'll have them in the show notes in case people are wondering, but you know, you forget there's all these different things that you need. You need, you know, special wheelchairs, you need ox, you know, people, some of them need, will need oxygen. There's airfare for parents and children to travel. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So and there's, there's schooling. Um, yeah. one of the, we had school teachers that worked for us at St. Jude because, you know, you have a child now, let's say you have a, a sixth grader who now has leukemia and is in the hospital, you know, they still need to be educated. So we have teachers on staff who can right. provide schooling. We used to have kindergarten graduation for um, our kindergartners that happen to be mm. patients at the hospital. Right. Um, go ahead. Before we go further, I want to make sure, because this whole thing is about raising money and as we give the information, I want to make sure we know everybody knows where to find the link. So somebody said something about adding it in YouTube. We'll try to work and see if we can do that. It's on the Geocache Talk front page too, right? Yes. And I put it in the I put it in the chat room, but obviously that's scrolling so fast already. Sure. Um, let's yeah, see. Yeah, uh, we and then we got some good questions in here too, so we'll get to those. But let's make sure we keep uh, adding those every place we can, and yeah. we will uh, I, we'll double check to make sure the the link on the. The website works, but you want you to be, want you to be able to find it everywhere. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, somebody just added it again, but obviously it scrolls. Uh, Joshua did. He just added it again, but yeah, you know it scrolls so fast in the chat room. We'll make sure. <laughs> one of the pages working as well. Yeah. Do we and have questions in the chat room too? Go ahead. So. Questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a question in the chat room about how do families get chosen? How, how do you get to St. Jude? Um, and that is a good question. So um, the way you can um, become a patient at St. Jude is basically if you live if you live in the Memphis area, St. Jude is the primary hospital that's going to treat your child if they come down with one of the if they're diagnosed with one of these diseases. If you do not um, and you're diagnosed with some sort of pediatric cancer, the your physician can actually um, attempt to refer you to St. Jude. And if it is a disease or a form of cancer that St. Jude is actively researching, mm -hmm. um, then they can choose to accept you at that point. So it, it's unfortunate. I mean, it is, they, it's, 
I don't want to say it's a selective process. It's not like that, but you know, they can't just open their doors and take every child um, in the country either. So it has to be um, a, a disease that they're currently researching and currently working on a cure for. Right. Okay. Very good. Yep. I'm going to put in the, sh I'm going to try to put in the show notes also the link. So I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. And you were talking about how much money it takes to run St. Jude. This may be an old number, but it's still staggering. Um, the statistic I'm looking at, the daily operating cost for the hospital is $1.8 million wow. each day, which is astounding when you think about it. So yeah. that, again, is why donations from folks like um, the Geocache Talk listeners are so important because that's what keeps the hospital running. And that's what allows them to continue to do the research on these diseases and continue to um you know, uh, be with these families and help them so that, again, they can just focus on the health of their child and getting them well. Right. Well, thanks, Christy. Um, Christy's going to hang around. So if there are questions um, during the eight hours, she'll be around. She's going to kind of watch the tote board and she's yeah, helping us with numbers. Too, so if you guys have questions, feel free to put them in there and I'll try to answer what I can. Yep. Thank you, Christy, so much. Sure. All right. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into. Um, the, the show topic for this hour and we've got on uh, our um, guests are Sarah McClarkey and Angie Westfall so welcome to Geocache Talk welcome back hey everybody it's Hi. good to be back okay. uh, both both obviously you've been on uh, and part of Geocache Talk actually at, at one time or another uh, Angie's currently our blogger, blog manager, and helps us with different things. Sarah used to be our blog manager, and uh, she, um, we'll get into a lot of different things uh, during this hour, but um, Sarah was on the very first podcast of Hope uh, mm -hmm. way back when, so that's that was kind of cool. That uh, This is your second one, Sarah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> a lot has changed since then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have. Yes, they have. Uh, and we'll get into uh, when I first uh, got to know Sarah. Yeah, she was she was a single gal, and that's gone uh, <laughs> a different route for her. Uh, so married with, and then has a little little girl. And um, so did I get that right? Oh my gosh, what, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, Emer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Quite so amazing. yeah, the spelling is E M E R. So I'm sure most Americans who've seen it think it's Emmer, <laughs> but it's an Irish name, so it's Emer. Emer, yeah. like, right? Like Dreamer. Yeah. Like right. That kind of sound. Yeah. So. That's cute. Bit, yeah. yeah. It's a great. Uh, all right. So, um, blogs. Um, so let's kind of, and I'll let. We're going to kind of ask, I'm going to ask some questions of both you guys and uh, we'll kind of go back and forth. So mm -hmm. um, we'll start um, and I'm, I probably should know this, Sarah, but when did you even decide to do a blog? Um, I was just thinking about that earlier because I figured you were going to ask me that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I remember you were geocaching, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, it was actually, uh, yeah, I'd been geocaching over, just over a year, so it'll be four years this month that right. I, when I started my blog in December, 2014. Right. Um, so I never really had any notion to start a blog, but a guy, a geocacher that I knew had been traveling and he'd been to like 15 countries and he decided to do a blog just to kind of have a record of, you know, everything he had done. 
Mm-hmm. And I I saw it and I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. And and he said, oh, you should do one because you're always traveling. And it that was enough. That was I just was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> so so I decided to do it. And then I kind of yeah. So I did it a little bit. Like I did like one blog a month for more or less for 2014 and then 2015 I was like I'm really gonna give this a go and I blog twice a week for a year right don't even know how I did that now (laughs) like I don't know how I manage that but uh Angie you gotta keep up now (laughs) I don't think I could I don't do that (laughs) now that's that's an insane goal it is well it's awesome it's harder than the geocaching street for a year it is to do it something like that yeah well yeah. You know, well, I've done that too, but um, <laughs> Sarah's was the first geocaching blog I think I ever read, and I was like, "Oh, geocaching junkie!" I go, "This is interesting," and mm-hmm. read it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good." And that's when we the whole process started. I contacted Sarah, and I go, mm-hmm. "We'd love to have you on and talk and uh, hear about, um, you know, th- because it." it as she knows, she's a patron, and many people know that that watch the show regularly. Is that Jesse and I are very committed to not just a U.S. podcast. I mean, we 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 do things, and we, we try to have people in other countries as much as we can. Um, timing can sometimes be a little rough, but we always try to work that out. But it's it's fascinating to hear about geocaching in different parts of the world. And we've had some great discussions and some great shows. Definitely go back and watch some old shows with, with Sarah. Um, because I think it's fascinating to hear about, um, and it's, I think and Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but so much of geocaching is very similar. I mean, a lot of the containers tend to be very similar, but I think there are some differences when you've and you've been able to geocache on different parts of yeah. Europe. I think mm-hmm. that's also interesting. Going from Ireland, she lives in Ireland and uh, the UK, actually, right? Well, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. technically, <laughs> but don't, we won't get political. <laughs> we we're not gonna get political, but way too early in the night to be getting political. Yeah, we're not getting yeah. political. But I remember well, it's late here, but still, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get them early. It's... There's a time difference. Right, yeah. 10, o'clock, 10 yeah. o'clock over there. 10, yeah, 10 p.m., yeah. Which reminds me of the question one time I go, so how difficult is it to 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 get through the border between Northern Ireland and <laughs> Ireland? And Sarah goes, you just drive. Yeah. <laughs> there is yeah. no, I mean. Well, is there, there is, I mean, technically it exists, but it's invisible. Right. Yeah. Is there a sign that says, no. welcome to yes. Ireland? Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, really. And the road markings are different, but yeah. Oh, they do. Into, into sec- is Ireland broken up into sections like the U.S., broken up states and counties and everything else? Do you have those kind of different divisions that you can kind of track? No. Well, uh, not really states. There's there's four provinces. Okay. Uh, but there's there's no, like, administrative thing about the provinces that's just historically there was four provinces um but, and then there's 32 counties on the island but 26 of them oh. are in the republic and six of them are in northern ireland which is part of the uk and i yeah. now live in the in, in the northern part so in, i'm in the uk technically is that one of those challenges over there like get one out every one of the counties or yep yeah i finished that of course it is Two summers ago yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean it's not like when you think about like 
uh, you know, doing counties, even in like Belgium, because, you know, on Project GC, you can see all the maps. Mm-hmm. Belgium is tiny and it has so many more counties. It has hundreds of counties. Mm. We have 32, you know, so it's, it's yeah, it's doable. doable. You know, it's not, it's not too, it's not too stressful really, but it's still nice to achieve when you have the map all filled in like that. Gary's still working on his, but he's got a long way to go. I got a long way to go. <laughs> well, actually, his state alone. Yeah, I yeah, but get... that's the thing. There's so many counties there. What yeah. is North Dakota? How many counties is that? I think it's 53. I had to look it up after that show. After the show? <laughs> yeah. Did how you many? look up how many you had? Of I have, have to look. I don't know. That was what I was going to look up. I forgot. <laughs> I wrote it down, though. Is there even <laughs> a cache in every county in North Dakota? I don't know. I think there might be one missing at the moment. So we'll see. Well, it looks like you can go put one there then. Yeah. On the only cash <laughs> in that county. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let me ask you one more and then I'm, we're going to switch back and forth. So I'll go back to Angie. But do you, this is always rough because it's like nobody wants to look at their very first, whatever, their first, oh, um, yeah. their first podcast, their first. Do you still have your first blog and can we actually read your first blog? Are I, you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I did. So what I did was when I started it, I did like a few, I did blog posts before and then I published them together. Okay. Maybe like 10 or 15 of them. Right. And they were just, uh, you know, different places I'd been. Like, so that year I had been to like Milan, south of France. So I had done stuff about those. But um, actually, I'm not sure. I don't think I do still have those. <laughs> I think when I started then, so when it was live in December. Right. Then in January, I was doing like my monthly, you know, this is what I did in January type thing. Right. That's still there, I think. Mm-hmm. I did have a clean out last year, so I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I think it is still there though, but it's very different. I mean, from what, like the way oh, I blog yeah. then is so different to what, what I do now. So like it was more of a diary then. And now it's more uh, like what I write is like, oh, I think people might like to read that. Yes. Which is a totally different way of writing. You know, it's not, I mean, it's not really as much for yourself. Yeah. It's for the person who's reading it. So. Right. I want to get into that too in a minute because um, I want to really talk about a couple recent ones. But um, so, you know, in and, in, uh, in the effort of full disclosure, yes. I will say that I have blogged once or twice myself. Yes, you have. And, uh, I've tried to take them all down, the old ones, <laughs> so <laughs> we never find them. And we were like, I even admitted on the blog that I had it was just our family blog about geocaching, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. And <laughs> Uh, I've done my best to take all those old ones down because you're like, oh, you know, oh. you can slap yourself in the head. But, uh, but it's like that thing, you know, on Facebook, the Facebook memories, and it comes up like a memory from six years ago, and you're like, oh my God, that is not who I am now. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God, I'm not sharing that. Sometimes I delete those. I'm like, oh no, I can't even have that in my history that I said that six years ago. <laughs> That's yeah, it's awesome. like a slap in the face every once in a while. Hey, look at yeah. five years ago. Worse is if you're doing something embarrassing then, and it pops up while you're doing the same embarrassing thing. <laughs> like, hey, you're stuffing your face full of chicken. Why are you doing that? Right, that's a great. <laughs> All right, so so Angie, um, do you remember when you started, and can we find your very first blog somewhere? Yeah, I started right after about a month or two after Sophia was born in 2016. Okay. Right, and I still have my first one up there, but. It was just the story of how we started geocaching. So it's okay. not, it hasn't changed, you know. Yeah. I think I might have gone back and edited 
it at one point, you know, sure. but do, so do you feel like, do you feel your blog starting to, do you feel a change in the way you blog or, or do you feel like you're still, still going pretty good with what you're, what you're doing? I mean, I, I, I I like the way I like your blogs because I, I they're very easy to read. They're you know I, I, they're not um, so there's really something I think to be said for to me a good blog is I can get into reading it quickly and I don't get this long lead up. Do mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm trying to say? You know, you, yeah. you you get into it. You're very personable. You're, it's it's easy. It's it, and Sarah could probably talk to this too in a minute, but you want it to be engaging for the reader. Cause obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to capture, um, something, um, um, news, it's not really news, but you're trying to, to do a feature in a sense, I think. So mm-hmm. I think I'm at a mixture point. Like when I first started, I think I was trying too hard to just do what everyone wants to read or, what I thought people wanted to read. And now it's kind of more, this is my life. This is what interests me. I'm going to write about it. And then, you know, every once in a while, there's something that I'm like, I think someone might really want to read about this topic. So I'm going to, you know, interview someone or, you know, it's more of a list of ideas that I could share with other people versus just like my own opinion about something, you know, like if I'm going for a hike, this was my hiking experience versus like, like I just interviewed the IB geocaching um, Pete. Mm-hmm. Pete, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Nova so Scotia, yeah. It's like, what does he think about this topic? And other people. So you feel more comfortable, or you're now feeling more feeling comfortable with the fact that I'm writing this. It's not about me. I mean, not that it has to be about you, but you know what I mean. It's, it, you're kind of giving some of that creativity really to somebody else. I mean, you're 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 kind of reporting on what they're going through. Yeah. So you you know what I mean? You're kind of you're going from a different sort of a different person. You're kind of observing instead of being the person that's that you're sort of writing the blog about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so somebody in the chat room pointed out that if the county doesn't have one and you put one there, <laughs> we're back the to that. Cash in the county. So you now own the oldest cash in the I county. Suppose. If all of them are archived, right? <laughs> Right. If there's none there now, there's none there. That would be the oldest. See, there you go. You just want to come up here and put it there yourself. There you go. <laughs> then How she many could, oldest county caches can you the, get? Then right. Angie can find it. You get an FTF on the oldest county cache, right? Yeah. There right. you go. <laughs> yeah. Pretty rural. Sounds um, like a good picture of where ago, just saying. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so but back to, back to back to you Sarah. So um do you find that you have several blogs running through your head that you want to write about or are you finding that you're in kind of a groove where you're like okay this one's ready to go these two are are starting to come together. You know what I mean? Do you feel like it's a or are you more I have three ideas now and then two months from now you're like, I got no ideas and then now I've got six ideas and Well I have um I keep an, a list of ideas 
in okay. my phone. So whenever something I think of something, I'll put it in there. Okay. And sometimes I'll read over the list and I'll be like, no, I don't know what I was thinking of there. <laughs> but then other times I'll go, oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was a good idea. And I, I will write that. Um, at one point when I was writing a lot, mm -hmm. I um, would have a like I'd be writing a lot as in, you know, I'd have a few kind of half written. Right. But now. No, I'm. I'm usually. I've got. I'm writing one, and then I'm. I'm concentrating on that one until that's finished. I'm not going to start a new one. Okay. So yeah. So Angie, do you have? Do you just do you do do the same? Something similar or something different? Uh, pretty much the same. I have a list. I think before I started, I sat down and I made a really long list, and I was like, okay, you know, do <laughs> I have enough to talk about? Because right. sometimes you don't know. Like, is there enough to talk about? And I found, yeah, I mean, I keep adding to my list and then I just pick one or I usually make a schedule of my, you know, the next couple months and then I just work on them and so publish one a week. With, uh, with some experience as a personal failure at a blogger, that would be me. <laughs> How many times have you written a blog? You're like, oh, this is a cool topic. You write it out and you go, eh, nope, that's trash. That's gone. And deleted it. <laughs> I used to do that a lot. I was like, no, nobody wants to read that. That's gone. Uh, I've definitely like written my list out and then I sit there and I think about it for a while. I don't think I've, I don't know how far into the project I've gotten, but I've definitely scratched quite a few ideas or like I go on a trip. I'm like, I'm going to write about this trip. It's going to be really fun. And then nothing happens. I'm like, nope, <laughs> that was, that's not cool. <laughs> good until you try to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Um, I don't. I th there was one that I wrote. It's mostly like that with ideas. I think it's more that I, I'll throw out an idea rather mm -hmm. than an, I've actually written it. But I did write one, and then I was talking to a friend of mine about that topic because he had some. I don't. I'm not even going to mention what it was. But anyway, he was like, "Oh, I don't know if you should write about that because people might be annoyed <laughs> and feel like you're preaching to them." Right. So I was like, "Okay." So I that's still sitting there. I didn't delete it. Right. But that's been sitting there like a year. And I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced it's preachy. Right. But we'll see. Anyway, that, that's been sitting on ice for a while. So just wait till you get mad one day and you'll just hit that submit. Yeah. I'm going to send this thing. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Um, so, a couple, uh, couple questions we have in our, our notes. And then I do want to ask you two about some of your more recent ones because. Um, I have questions. So anyway, um, you both are in different, uh, points in your life. You have, uh, a little one now that wants plenty of attention and, uh, Angie's about to have two little ones beg begging for her attention. So, um, how has that so far obviously it change your, changes your life, but what, how has that changed your thoughts about uh, blogging, geocaching? So Sarah, I, I'm trying to think, I think Sophia is probably older than Emer. Emer is really young. Yeah. She's three months old. Yeah. Three oh, months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was three months on Friday. Yeah. So she, I mean, I'm still like finding you know, myself as a mother at this point. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I haven't been geocaching very much. I, and then I'm kind of, you know, trying to write when she's asleep, um, but then also do laundry and also do this and do that and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, the hardest job I've ever had. So, <laughs> yes. Um, 
so yeah, I'm still trying to, you know, find, you know, how to do what do it all, as it were. But um, mm. it, it's definitely changed my geocaching. Unfortunately, um, like there was a, an event this evening, and I was just like, no, it's not really the the right time because it's bath time, and it's, you know mm. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so I I didn't, and it was just it was local, but yeah. I was like, I just can't go, you wow. know. So it's yeah. kind of changed. I'm trying not to let it change too much, and sure. I did. I have like um. I usually host an event every two months and I did, I have, I had my first one since I've had her. I had last week. Oh, okay. So I brought her, which was a bit stressful. I don't think I'll do that next time, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was her first event. So she does have a geocaching account. Yay, that's awesome. So, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to juggle it all, but it, it gets a bit easier every day. Oh, so. good. Well, a- Angie, yeah. what did you sure got- she's a pro? Well, yeah, she, <laughs> she's, not. She, she's a pro now. How old is Sophia? And remind me. And also, what was it like when Sarah, what was it like for you when Sophia was three months and you're geocaching and you're blogging and everything? I, Sophia's almost two and a half. So if that gives you some idea, I feel like just in the past, like, few months like maybe year six months Mm -hmm. i finally have found that routine you know like with blogging and geocaching and figuring out how to do things and she's gotten a lot easier we can go to events and things but i feel like that's gonna change again pretty soon (laughs) and it's like oh i mean i'm excited but i just in like 18 years it'll get a little easier yeah yeah when she can stay home alone (laughs) or She could babysit or something, but yeah, because um, you're, you're due in January, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, less than two months, so I'm excited. But I have to say, I really like geocaching. That it's there as a hobby. Again, mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about it because you do have so much other stuff going on, and I feel like as I'm like I stay at home with Sophia and. A lot of the time you feel like you're just putting all your energy and time into being a mom and being a wife and all that. So it's really nice to, you know, step back and be like, I'm going to do this for me. Like it's nap time. It's my time. <laughs> I'm going to blog right. and it's fun. And, you know, when we go geocaching, it's like, that's for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nice to have that. And um... just starting them out young too. How many have they mm-hmm. been to already? Probably several, right? That. They're they're that young and they're already starting out. And it's funny because they're uh, what C- CFOs are taking pictures at the same time. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, you know what's funny is you could go and find caches that are that were hidden on their birthday, their original birthday. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't do that. None of us can no, do that. No, not quite. So. <laughs> um, so let me. I want to talk a little bit about a couple of the recent blogs. Um, while, it's, while we're talking about that, before we get too far, we so the show again. We're we have hard stops for each of the shows tonight for the eight hours, and so um, that's the way it is. We can't go long tonight. Although we'll have to do another blogging roundtable at some point. But uh, um, so Sarah. she's like what um so a couple recent blog posts uh one was on c.s lewis and my family went crazy they're like oh my gosh this is awesome because i sent it to them and they're like you know 
big C.S. Lewis fan, you know, um, the, the in Ireland, Susan and I are talking about going to Ireland next year. We're still, it's still in the plans. We're still planning it. Um, <laughs> talking about um, figuring a way to either start or stop the trip in Dublin so we can get down to Bray because we want to find Europe's first. And then you did a blog post that was perfect. It tells oh, you yeah. how to get to Europe's first. And, and Sarah went through and gave great, I was thought it was wonderful because you gave details of here's how you could do it. You could go by train. You could go by bus. You could go take the public transportation. You could drive there. Here's where you could park. Here's the, you know, and so you, you gave a really cool to me. It, it was a combination of a couple of things. One was it was informative, but yet on top of the information, you provided sort of, um, you were able to incorporate the, the excitement of finding that first, mm-hmm. Europe's first. So not easy to do, to be honest with you, because I've seen people and I've tried to do stuff like that where you try to write um, in such a way that you give information and also inspiring. And that's hard, I think, and harder to do than think people realize until they actually try to do that. Well, it's kind of one of those, I'm I'm really lucky in that I know, automatically know so much about the area because it's the town I grew up in. Right. Um, so, like, it's not my cash. It's a friend of mine. It's his cash. Mm-hmm. So that helps too. So, I'm, you know, I'm quite close to it in that sense. Um, but I'm, I'm also, I'm passionate about my town. Right. <laughs> that I grew up in. Like, I would love to still live there, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But, um you know, it's it's a gorgeous town on the sea and mm-hmm. I love it. And, you know, I know a lot about it. So I feel like, and people do ask me, I get messages all the time. I'm going to Europe's first and, you know, what cash is or where should we eat or where should we have an event or how do I get there? You know, I get those questions all the time. So, and I mean, like, and I wrote in the blog, ask me all, you know, you can keep asking me those questions, yeah. but I just thought, you know, for people who don't like to ask, you know, most of the information is going to be in one place. Right. So. That's cool. So, um, so Angie, do, do you, do you ever get that feeling of like, I'm need to give, I want to give information, but yet at the same time, cause you, you know, you, you're doing a, doing, you're obviously doing your own blog, but you're also now doing our blog for, for geocache talk. And so, um, that do you ever feel that sort of dichotomy or not dichotomy, but you're, you're trying to incorporate, here's some information that's been given to me by this person about whatever, but yet at the same mm-hmm. time you want to kind of not just give the information you want to sort of inspire the person to be, to do whatever. Do you want them to either go to a location or you want them to try geocaching this other, uh, this other way? Yeah. I think it's really hard to find that balance between a topic that you think people are interested in, but also something you're interested in. So you don't like just come out really flat and that's boring. I mean, who (laughs) wants to read something that's like, you know, I don't know when Sarah writes, it's like, man, I want to go here. It's like, sometimes it's like, I don't even know if I should read this because (laughs) I'm just going to be jealous. (laughs) Because It's so awesome. And your pictures are so amazing, but you know, Oh, thank you. it helps when you know people that or you feel comfortable asking questions that you actually want to know and you're not 
like ashamed of I don't know. Sometimes I get embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> it's when you get to that level where you're comfortable asking meaningful questions that people are going to be mm -hmm. interested in, you know. Yeah. You can talk about being embarrassed, but you you are really putting your your personality out there, and it is pretty personal what you're putting out there. So you're letting people see that, so that can be a little intimidating, right? I mean, mm -hmm. but even even if it's not a personal thing you're writing about, it's it's yeah. anything you write. If somebody like I got a comment last week on it, it was something I wrote three years ago, and it wasn't geocaching related. It was a blog about Christmas in Ireland, and it right. was a really horrible comment, right? But I have. Oh. I have to um, approve every comment. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> firstly, but then I was like, but I couldn't stop thinking about it for like a day. And then I was like, why am I, do I care about right. this? But it like, it was like, it felt personal. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause I wrote that. So it was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Basically he was telling me I was wrong in this thing that I had written. It was my experience right. of being Irish and have, having spent every Christmas in Ireland bar one since I've been born, you know, right. but no, my opinion wasn't correct, you know, but yeah, it is. I mean, it really, you're putting yourself out there no matter what you write, you know, it, and, and anything that anybody says about what you've written is, mm -hmm. is personal, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Do you have any, so we're hitting the end of a year, 2019 is coming up. Not that it has to be 2019, right? It doesn't have to be just because it's then. Do you have some ideas of some blog posts you would like to write or you're thinking about writing or anything kind of upcoming on either one of the blogs anytime soon? I'm trying to remember. I bet Matthew probably has a lot more planned out than me, but I have, I actually have no plan because last week I did two blogs and I was like, yeah, that's me done now for quite a while. Um, that's awesome. uh, but I usually write about like my new year's resolutions every end of year and, and look back on the ones I made last year and, and what I'm going to do next year. Um, and I've been itching to travel. I'm like looking every day at flights to everywhere, anywhere. I'm like, I just want to go somewhere because I haven't been, anywhere since may i think like when we went to dc mm -hmm. because i was pregnant and everything so i'm like yeah. i just itching to go somewhere now so um hopefully maybe at the beginning of the year and then i'll have something to talk about you know <laughs> <laughs> well just do you plan a couple of them ahead then like hey i know i have this coming up especially with with kids right you have things that happen do you kind of hold a couple of them in reserve and be able to hit them because you know you're about to hit a really busy time or for people that are out there thinking about blogging like y'all are doing, and which we encourage everybody to do, you know, more geocaching blogs we can read the better, right? But oh, yeah. people have hectic lives and everything else, you know, can you, I guess, kind of plan ahead a little bit? Is that, is that part I of it? I, I did that when I was getting married last year. Mm -hmm. So I knew the month of August was going to be busy. So yeah, I had a few, I actually got, I think I had one guest blogger and then I had written a couple myself and then all I had to do was press publish and, and do that. Yeah. I, I'm not that organized now. Maybe I'll get back to that at some stage. But right. Yeah. That, that is something that you can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're organized. Yeah. Well, and the more you travel, of course, the more it seems like you'll have more opportunity to, for, for material. And so like your, your trip that you took, um, Sarah, where you came over to the States and you did the whole West coast and Seattle and, you know, very different, you know, it was a big trip. I mean, and so yeah, well. to me, it's like, 
you were able to glean quite a bit of cool info for blogs, which did work out great, in my opinion. Yeah, that carried me for a couple of months. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, no. And yeah. Definitely. And the were, same when the year before we went to Japan, and I think I got like five blog posts from that too. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So that is good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a- Angie, you're probably similar. Like, uh, well, you're kind of balancing two things. You're obviously, well, as far as blog, just in the blog, yeah. blogosphere, <laughs> just in the <laughs> blogosphere, she's she's ba- she's balancing about thirty. I things. don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. She, she she's balancing about thirty things. But as far as in blogging, she's trying to do her blog and our blog at the same time. So, um, yeah. so. You know, and like Sarah said, she had a guest blog. Um, and so, again, we try to do, we encourage people, if they would like to be part of it, um, uh, Geocache Talk, um, to send us um, to geo, you know, Geocache Talk at, at gmail.com. We'll give it to, to uh, Angie, and Angie will go through that. And she's done, you've done quite a few, well, quite a few. You've done a few that way where you didn't have to write for i think pretty much all of them i think i've written maybe two right so we've been been fairly lucky mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting to hear other people's perspectives especially if they don't have a blog you Mm -hmm. know all the time but they have a couple good stories or just you know around the world hearing all the different little pieces what's going on over here i know the next one coming up is about events Mm -hmm. and are they clickish that's the next one coming out on friday (laughs) Ooh, so it's like I've never thought of that. Like the people in my area, we don't. I don't feel like there's any clicks, but yeah, it's interesting to read someone else's perspective. So Jesse's it's really are, nice. Jesse's our exclusive. You can't go to his Sunday. You can't go to his Monday morning coffee unless you're part of, yeah. part yeah. of the group. Yeah. Part of you're in the in crowd. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the only exclusive part about it is it's six thirty in the morning. That is exclusive. It's way too exclusive for me, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Sarah, you won an award recently. One of your many awards. You probably got, you like, you got a whole closet full of awards. It's like, yeah, yeah. Another award, whatever. No, I don't. But no, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, actually I didn't win a physical award because only, only gold won an actual award. Oh. But I, I got a bronze. I, I won bronze in a, in the Irish blog awards mm-hmm. in the photography category. So it was my third year as a finalist so, mm-hmm. and the first year I placed. So that was nice that's and awesome. unexpected. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's something that even, you know, um, Angie mentioned, and I was going to mention, I'm glad Angie mentioned, but you do a very good job and you've probably been, I mean, you told us a lot, but you do a really great job of pairing your, your text with your pictures. You found some of the, you find great photos to use and, so I think it really, to me, it helps. No, uh, yeah, it helps me too, I think. I mean, I think that's the thing. And I'm not sure if, if Angie would be the same, but before I started a blog, I read a lot about starting a blog. <laughs> and one of the things you, was... Read, um, a, read a blog about starting a blog? Yeah. Oh, many blogs. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, but one of the things was that people basically have short attention spans. Mm-hmm. So you need to blog, like you need to break text up with photos really or i mean now like you can do like you can link to instagram um or a youtube video and at least Mm -hmm. it breaks up the text Mm -hmm. but yeah that was my thinking behind the the photos and a big part of 
I guess geocaching and blogging has mm-hmm. gotten me into photography. So, you know, now I have a proper camera and I have proper equipment. Mm-hmm. I was never really that interested in photography. And actually, if you look at some of my earlier blogs, I think that's pretty obvious. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's come, it's, you know, and I, I do photography workshops now and everything. So that's mm-hmm. kind of been born out of both geocaching and blogging because I've uploaded a lot of photos to geocaching.com with my logs. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so kind of started there and then with the blogging it kind of had to get because you need a certain standard of photo to look good on a right right on a computer screen when you're reading it so you know um so yeah it's all kind of helped each other i suppose Mm -hmm. you know and then obviously to win the bronze and in the photography category was amazing so yeah yeah, uh, that seems like a natural fit to an extension of blogging is the the photography those the and geocaching those all yeah, yeah. Go together really well so yeah definitely kind of as we start to wrap up I, I want to ask both of you um, about turning your blog into um, or 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 thinking about going into the route of of publishing uh, books of some type. Now, um, Angie did a, a children's book. Sophia finds her first geocache. Yeah. So that was awesome. That and was then, fun. So we'll and, be looking for the book number two coming out soon, right? No, no, no. I talked to my mom, but we definitely <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> oh, good. And... Um, Sarah and I talked uh, a couple years ago, and I said, Sarah, I really want to take one of your blogs, put it in, in the book I was writing, and Sarah graciously agreed. And so, in a sense, and I gave, gave you good credit on that one, Sarah, but um, have you thought at all about turning... So, I'm not sure about turning the blog into a book. I, I often think about writing a book. And okay. whenever, you know, me and my husband look at something that's really expensive, be it a house or a car or whatever, I'm like, when I write my book, right. we'll get that, you know. <laughs> um, I would love to do it. And I have ideas. It's mm-hmm. just starting, I think, is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it was. But um, yeah, I... I um, yeah, I look back on that, but it's like, um, you know, it, it, uh, it was like, I, I can't write about the fitness part of it very well. And I was like, Oh, Sarah wrote a really great blog on this. It's like, let me ask Sarah. She'll, she'll let me put that. She's like, sure, go ahead. So, um, they really fit. And I've had a lot of people comment, by the way, Sarah, they're like, Oh, that was really good. I'm like, yeah, I didn't write that. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah wrote that. So that worked out so I always uh i'm always glad to to give to give the credit out over to the where the credit is due so uh anyway all right right we are we're bad we uh i have a total so far for the hour oh really great see that we rounded off if we could get somebody to jump in real quick what are we at we're about anyway? thirty dollars away from where i'd like to be for the hour okay and so i don't want to show the total yet um, okay. Well, we won't then. And, uh, but but let's talk about what prizes we are going to give away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what prizes? What you get prizes to? Isn't prizes. Big enough prize just to get these two awesome bloggers on here and to get to talk to them. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I guess we'll do prizes too, right? Yes. So what kind of prizes do we have this time? Who who do we want to start with? Sarah, do you uh, want to? Sh- 
Yeah, go ahead. Do you have yours sure. there? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very late getting it organized, but um, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to show you, but it's mm. okay. So this is uh, these are really popular in Europe. They're wooden. Yeah. They're like um, trading items. Do you know? Oh yeah, the wooden coins. Yeah, the yeah. Nickels. Yeah, so, very good. So this is the this is my one, obviously, and it was Sweet. the first Irish one. Oh, cool. Because they're, yeah. they're really popular in, in Czech Republic and Germany. Yeah. But, well, it was the first Irish one that this company did anyway. Cool. Uh, and then I just have a little badge. Oh, yay. Badge. Yes. And then I have this, which I, it doesn't look anything. You're going to have to go to Twitter and actually look at this because okay. it's, a, it's a jigsaw oh. coin. So oh. I got it. I got it in. I got a few of these when I was in Geocoin Fest 2017 in California. Okay. So it's a little jigsaw of the Queen Mary ship. Oh and yeah, it's trackable. It's a coin, but not. Right. It's a puzzle. Puzzle. It's trackable anyway, so it's unactivated. So awesome. Well, thank you, and cool. and Angie, you've got a couple items too. Yeah, so I have a couple path tags. This one, my newest one, has a little red bison tube on it. Yes, and we like that. That's my the like logo type. <laughs> the original path tag. Yes, and then I have a. Geocoin, it's like a little micro Pokeball uh-huh. ball. Yeah, I think Pokemon it's a great ball. ball. I tried to get it for my brother because I thought he really is into Pokemon. I thought he would like it, but I guess right. it's unactivated. <laughs> it's so unactivated. It's <laughs> so, so now it's back it with you. Right. You know, and then I got a 3D printed oh, yeah. geocache container. Very cool. Just in case you've never seen one of these and know where to get one, I thought it would be cool. Yeah, and somebody awesome. can come hide it and make the oldest cache in <laughs> some obscure <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah, I'll have um, to make it there. We'll hide it where I go. Um, so, right. so Jesse, we might do then. We maybe give, the CFO is in charge of the names here. Yep. So, how are we, how are the qualifiers we, in here? And then we'll. Um. Yeah. As long as you get the names from this hour or yeah, up every, to this point. Everybody who's given up until this moment, uh, they have given, yeah, given at least twenty dollars. Um, should we give away two two prizes since we have sort of two separate? Break it up. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, break it up. We have two prizes. That's good. That's good. Two prize packs. Okay. Then Sarah can send hers to somebody, and Angie can send hers to somebody, and we'll have two okay. people. We'll get all those details, and so we'll we'll draw two names now. Yep. And those two names. Uh, We'll need to, those two people will need to send it to geocachetalk at gmail.com. Send us yes. the address. We'll get those relayed and we'll get those, those sent out. So, yeah, well, I'll have the addresses cause, um, off of the, the St. Jude website. So I, I got that info. If anybody else in the last second needs to do it, the chances are really good. We're still at the very beginning right now. That's right. We're, cause we're about to wrap up. And while we're, while we're doing that, um, Sarah and Angie, if you would, um, just give some, some sort of last thoughts on, on things on blogging or being a mom or whatever you want to finish the, your last final thoughts on whatever. <laughs> I can answer. I know Geocacher Ken. He has a blog. He's in the chat room too. Oh, cool. At least he was. I haven't seen him say something in a while. But he asked us, "How hard is it to come up with material or subjects to write about?" Mm-hmm. I think that is really <laughs> fitting for this time in my life. Anyway, it's like in the winter having another kid. Like it's definitely hard sometimes. But mm-hmm. as long as you're finding 
things that interest you or I really like to stay in tune with what's going on on social media and yeah you know I was just gonna say that's it if you look on yeah. Facebook especially with like how to stuff if people are mm. are asking how do I do this that always you know sometimes I'll go mm. oh maybe I should write about that because I know about that um, yeah. or just people things that people are debating yeah it's mm -hmm. it's interesting you know you can see what people are interested in and it gets you thinking mm -hmm. awesome especially if you can't get out of the house yeah. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> well well sarah and angie thank you so much for being on the hour number one um it's always as i said my i'm a i'm a big fanboy of you both y'all's blogs because uh really the two of my favorite uh blogs and two of my favorite people are out there it's wonderful um so thank, thank you guys Thanks. and um <laughs> Stay in touch, and um, we'll we'll talk to you guys uh, soon. And uh, folks, we hope you enjoyed uh, hour number one. Uh, email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail .com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook facebook.com forward slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button below. And the, until next hour, and we'll be back on in five minutes, don't just talk about geocaching. Go read the blog. Go read Sarah's Geocaching Junkie or go read Angie's Geocaching Janji. Go west.com. <laughs> just Geocaching Janji. Okay. And uh, after you read the blogs, of course, go geocaching. So we will be back in five minutes for the next hour. The Podcast of Hope. Good night, everybody, or good day, whatever time it is for you.